shoot for the stars and you'll probably end up at least on the moon. It's a quote that I've heard in many different versions, but I love it because of its aspiration and its recognition that when you stretch, you end up somewhere way beyond where you start. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity, and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've been working with organizations on how to change their culture for over 30 years. But this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk, then this podcast is for you. This week, we're going to explore deeper what it would take for you to do things which previously you thought were too far outside your comfort zone. Things perhaps that you thought were too risky, where you might fail or make a mistake, so you tended not to start or to try. Areas at work where you've tended to play safe, and we've all got these. Don't go comparing yourself to others and think that they're much more courageous than you are. Because you can't read what is courageous for someone else. Remember last week we said that courage is fear plus action. And everybody has a point beyond which they feel some fear. I want to start by telling you a story of someone I've been working with very closely. A leader in an organization where the senior execs wanted people to step up. So they wanted people to go outside of their comfort zone and do things to improve the company's performance, to ask for investment and then actually be prepared to go for it. And they talked about wanting people to shoot for the stars. But my client, who I was working with, was right on the edge already of her comfort zone. She was in HR and responsible for culture and normally would do small, safer things. She went in and asked for several million dollars to deliver a specific culture change goal within a time frame. Now, most organizations, any of you who are involved in culture, will know that most HR people don't go and ask for those kind of sums of money. They don't have that courage necessarily, and it's not the norm. So what did it take her? And more importantly, what would it take you to step up and really shoot for your dream and be counted for that, be prepared to be counted for that, even if you might fail. She, by the way, didn't fail. She overexceeded her goals. But I'll tell you more about that later. So here's the surprise. It's not about removing your fear. It's about having that fear and feeling it and acting anyway. It's about learning to act with fear rather than to avoid acting. And what I've found is that to be able to do that, you first of all have to be able to name it. Me and my fear, we're going to do this thing. So I'm actually going to start the exercise for this week much earlier on in the podcast today, and we'll work it through the rest of the time we've got together, because it's got several steps. And the first step is you need to get clear on courage to do what? If you step up, to do something, what would it be? What would you normally avoid doing? What would be a goal or a target or a dream or a new venture that you imagine, but often maybe don't even speak out loud? Or maybe it's to stop something or to exit something or to end or to cut, knowing that you should do it, but you haven't quite had the courage to do that. So hold that thought. Hold what would it be? 
if I was being really courageous. And then the second thing to explore is what is the risk? What could go wrong? In your imagination, what is it that causes that fear to take place? What do you imagine might happen that would, that would be something that is fearful enough to not do it? And if you can't think of anything, then turn the dial up. Step out further, go further outside of your comfort zone, stretch yourself further, step up far enough until you can feel uncomfortable. So maybe you go one step outside of your comfort zone, maybe you go five steps outside, maybe you go 20 steps outside of your comfort zone. Play with the dial, move it up and down, see what that stretch is and notice what the risk is and how the risk is being articulated in your mind. So then name the fear. What is the fear? That's the third step. You know, maybe it's fear of failure, or maybe it's a fear of making a mistake, or a fear of not being liked, or a fear of losing control, or losing status, or losing security, losing money, or losing your job. So you've got three dimensions here, three pieces that you can play with, three dials that you can move up and down the size of the goal or the step, the nature of the risk, and the level of the fear. And I like to keep those three in my head when I'm stepping into a courageous action. So for example, you know, I might take a risk with one of my clients. The courage would be to say something that I wouldn't normally say. And the risk I can feel is you know, they won't like me and they'll reject me, and they won't give me any more work, and they won't want me to be with me again. And I can feel that fear. And when I really look at it, I can go, okay, so how can I maybe say what I have to say a little bit more appropriately? But also if I really examine the risk, I go, so would they reject me on the basis of one comment? And are there other people in the organization who would support me for still being around? So when you start to examine the risk, sometimes it's not quite as big as I think it is. And the fear, well, perhaps the fear is that I would lose that client. And then I go, in the end, what would that do? Is there another client on the horizon? So I start to think about all of those dimensions, but I always keep those three pieces in my head. The next thing I'd suggest that you do is talk to someone else who will really challenge your story, because we all have a story. We tell a story, for example, you know, the fear of losing my job always hovers. But when you really look at it, the risk is actually almost non-existent. But people tell themselves that story. So find yourself, not somebody who will agree with you, but somebody who will challenge you, someone who will help go, really, you're going to lose your job over that? Let's have a little bit more of a think about that. And then also great to think about the benefits, you know, the benefits of what might happen. I mean, the client I was talking about before, yes, she completely you know, nailed the assignment and she achieved what she wanted to achieve, but something much more important happened, which is that she transformed herself. So she stepped into her fear, feeling and acknowledging that it was there, quite consciously. And once you've done that a few times, it does become easier and easier. Hello, anxiety, my old friend. Let's go down and have a go at doing something together. So you start being prepared to live your life on the edge, on the edge, on that 
anxiety, fear edge, which is right on that border of outside of your comfort zone. Um, oh my goodness, you feel alive. And of course, all sorts of successful things start to happen to you because you're stretching yourself more. But the real thing isn't just the success, it's the inner knowledge that you can live and have that feeling. That you can take that experience. And that is a key element of becoming known as someone who will walk your talk on courage. Someone who is authentic in that. Who acknowledges the anxiety or the fear and acts with that. Next week, I want to look at another key element, which is the ability to be emotionally more courageous by showing more of yourself, more of your vulnerable self, rather than always putting on a mask or a shield where people really only get to know part of you. So a major element of that is vulnerability, so a very different part of being courageous, but an equally important part than the willingness to take risks that we've explored today. So join me next week for the third episode of our series on courage. I look forward to seeing you there.